When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Overnight crowd with Jen Wallace. Uh, we are now turning our attention across to the AFL. We obviously talk a lot about the AFL here on Overnight Crowd and we're pretty excited because AFLW is right in the middle of final series time. AFL men's, we've had the first round and it was an absolute cracker. We're already looking forward to round two, but just discuss the big talking points out of round one. Jasper Chelapar joins us here on the overnight crowd again. G'day, Jasper. G'day, Jen. I hope you're well. Um, It was an incredible round one um, of AFL for about 17 club supporters. (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, very true. I'm sure all 17 of those will be very happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Bombers uh, fans, the ones not. Um, But before we get too far into AFL just yet, uh, I know we've caught you after yet another social basketball game. How did we go this week? Yeah, not well. Unfortunately, we're actually quite a good team, but um, we we ran into probably the the best shooter I've ever seen in a in a local social um, competition. Who shot about seven threes in in my face and hit all of them. Didn't even touch the rim on on any single one of them. So um, he was getting a bit chirpy throughout the game, and I, I literally had to stand and applaud at the end of the game because we lost that by about six points and. He, you know, he had about 25 points by himself um, just from deep. It was unbelievable. Oh, that is unbelievable. What is your social basketball team's name? <laughs> so we're, we're the Big Diesels. The Big um, Diesels. It's one, of, it's one of Shaquille O'Neal's nicknames from back in the day when he was playing. Um, and, and we went out and we got his face photoshopped onto our jerseys. Um, <laughs> so we're all the Big Diesels with Shaquille O'Neal's face on our jerseys. So. Um, every time we come up against a team, they're always very impressed with the with with what we're what we're rolling out with just purple jerseys with Shaq's face on the front. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I love that about social sports. Actually, I might get people to text in on oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. What has been some of the social sports teams you guys have been in? Personally, <laughs> I was in a social basketball team a few years ago with a bunch of cricket mates uh, from over here in WA. Uh, we called ourselves the Vertically Challenged. <laughs> which was accurate. How tall were you? How, what was the average height of your team? Our <laughs> average height would be 160 to 162. Yeah. And yep. we were just, we, here we are thinking, well, we've got a couple of friends that we consider tall and then we went into this social basketball <laughs> league and we we're like, we have called ourselves quite aptly because we were tiny compared to everyone else and we were terrible. But anyway, <laughs> it was... it's, it's always the way as well, because you, you play amongst yourselves and you decide to form a team mm-hmm. with just your friends. And then you come up against these teams where you, you realize that you were just playing a different, it wasn't even basketball that you were playing compared to some of these guys. They're unbelievable. <laughs> no, we, we had a lot of fun, but um, yeah, we were not very good at all. So <laughs> uh, let's b- back up to the reason that we're talking to you. Let's go through the big talking points of AFL round one. Uh, pretty timely, the tribunal decisions that came out across Tuesday evening. Yeah, well, firstly, it was Rory Sloan who um, got off two two players got off actually, which and I thought the tribunal turnaround times as well much quicker. We had a few that you know went into midnight almost 
last year, which is just ridiculous um, when you're arguing, you know, a week or a fine or all those mm. kinds of stuff. So um, first, Rory Sloan, who's one of the good guys in the league, it looked to me, um, the instant kind of looks like he was raking his, his fingers along the, the opponent's face in the, in the stoppage, which uh, on face value, I thought, you know, that was definitely going to be um, a week upheld. But um, obviously, he's got a pretty good lawyer because he's got off there. Um, I think there are some uh, mitigating circumstances here because Rory Sloan has had a serious eye injury before in the past. And, you know, there were, I think there was a period of time where he thought, it, you know, he might go blind in that eye. Um, so I think that, you know, there's reason to believe that he absolutely did not mean to eye gouge another player because he's been through a you know, similar kind of situation himself. So um, I'm happy that... Sloaney got off because he is one of the good guys in the league, as I said. Um, the Willy Rioli one, I, I was I was shocked he got off this one. I thought it could have been two or three weeks from the very get go, and I probably expect the ASL to, um, you know, possibly possibly um, bring this one back to the tribunal because I thought he probably should have got a couple of weeks of this one, but he's he's off free. Yeah. Um, I was shocked it wasn't a free kick at the time. It was it was front on contact, in my opinion. He, he missed the ball. He didn't actually impact the ball and. His lawyer argued that you know it wasn't high, but I think there are photos of Raoul's head making contact with his hip, so I'm, I'm not too sure how they've missed this one. Yeah, and I think it's going to be interesting, that discussion about will the AFL step in and say, no, no, we want another look at this. Yeah, I, I'd probably expect it to happen. We saw it a few times last year where they were upset with the um, the decision. I think they call it you know, a gross um, misunderstanding of the rules or application of, of what we believe the tribunal is here for. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that this one got off and um, very surprised that this one was upheld for Mitch Robinson. He, he got a week, so he's going to miss the clash with the Dons um, this weekend on Saturday. It seemed like it was kind of almost like a play on at the time. It wasn't even a free kick. So I thought he was very unlucky. He was bracing for impact, in my opinion. Um, he might need Willie Rowley's lawyer next time. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a two, two good lawyers going around there and the third one's been put into question. <laughs> How long will it take the <laughs> AFL, if we are going to see them ask for that uh Willy Rioli decision to be looked at again. What timeline do they have to um, play alongside to to make sure that that gets done in time? Yeah, well, it has to be rapid. So I expect um, tomorrow morning we'd we'd find out if the AFL is going to appeal that one, um, and that might get called into court um, or back into the tribunal, I should say, on Wednesday night. So there might be a very quick turnaround time on that one, and um, the AFL's got some decent lawyers up their sleeves. So I think Willie might struggle to get off a second time. Well, that will be interesting to watch and to see what the AFL do in round one because I guess that will also set a bit of a precedent too if they do step in uh, on round one. We know sort of where they want the, the line drawn in the sand. Uh, some other issues from the weekend, obviously there's winners, there's losers, but there's also the unlucky injury list of which some clubs have got um, some fairly large ones. Yes, yeah, there's some really large ones growing and so, well, Coming out of Thursday night, we saw some COVID-impacted guys, including the Carlton coach, Michael Voss. He's coming off his first win as um, the coach of the club, and he's immediately put into the COVID protocols, which means that he's going to miss um, coaching uh, on the weekend. And it's a big clash against the Western Bulldogs on Thursday night. If he was playing on Friday, he'd be all right, because it's only a seven-day turnaround time. But that's you know, how the cookie crumbles for him right now. He's going to yeah. miss coaching his second game for the Blues, um, along, along with Jack Martin. But... Yeah, there were some nasty ones. Christian Salem is going to miss a fair chunk of the season, as well as Alira Lear. Those are really big outs for their respective teams. Christian Salem's um, one of the best, you know, running halfbacks in the league. And Alir, in my opinion, is the best key defender in the league. I know he's more of an interceptor, but um, he's just so good at what he does, and he's so important for Port Adelaide. 
Um, Carl Langford for us mm. going to miss about 10, 12 weeks um, with a hamstring. He's done about three times in the last year now. So that's really unfortunate for him. They're probably looking at surgery um, and they'll be a long layoff after a really good preseason for Carl. It's unfortunate. Um, Sandy Conning had a concussion. Um, so he'll miss a week as well. It's unfortunate for him because he solidified his spot at fullback after just playing one game for the Caps. Um, I thought he looked really good on the weekend. I thought all the Caps looked really good, to be fair. Um, they were playing against Witch's Hat. So, yeah, um, DeConning will miss Friday night against the Swans. So you can say that because you're an Essendon supporter. You can you can call <laughs> call, call them Witch's Hats. Um, DeConning as well, he was quite a popular um, rookie for super coach players as well. So that sort of shifts some people's roles in their super coach sides. Uh, look, I don't want to go too much into your Essendon pain. So any other major injuries we need to be aware of? <laughs> no, yeah, no injuries off the top of my head after, after those ones. Alia and Salem are the big ones, as yeah. I said, but um, we're looking forward to welcoming back a, a guy from injury and Sam Walsh on Thursday night. Yes. That is going to be, you know, I, I kind of said... Last week, he's a smoky to play round one. His recovery time would be amazing. And, um, you know, he was training with his boots on. He looked a bit proppy, but he was running around out there. Um, and obviously, his body is incredible because he's, he's turn, his turnaround time from ankle syndesmosis surgery um, has been pretty awesome. Um, so, yeah, I think he's going to be out there on Thursday night. It's going to be a joy to watch Sammy Walsh again. And he's a really interesting one because he's still listed on the official afl.com.au injury list as one to two weeks, yet there is still the mail coming out that, no, he's training really well and expect him to suit up on Thursday. So it's a, a watching um, statement on, on Sam Walsh. Yeah, can't trust the clubs on these ones, Jen. They, they don't <laughs> give away too much. Uh, a bit like the Lockie Hunter situation last yeah. week. They don't give away too much as long as they can, but inside sources are telling him that telling us that he's good, then he's probably good to go. Well, that will be sensational in for Carlton, who we, we must admit were a really good performer out of round one. Yeah, they were incredible. And uh, it was through the midfield. Without Sam Walsh, their best midfielder, um, with, with Paddy Cripps back to his best and the inclusions of Adam Chera, um, George Hewitt, I thought is a mix um, with Matt Kennedy taking another step up. The midfield looked incredible and completely dominated the Tigers with Dusty and Shea and Cochin and Prestia. I know Prestia got injured as well. Should have mentioned him. But, um, yeah, all of these guys running through. There are no slouches, um, but... Carlton midfield is finally backing up the quality they have on you know in other areas of the ground. They've got we know they have Harry Mackay, the Coleman medalist, Jacob Weaving, one of the best fullbacks in the league. Um, but once their midfield's firing, I think this Carlton side is going to be unbelievable. Um, and Thursday night, as I kind of flagged before, against the Dogs, that's going to be a great litmus test for them because they've got the best, well maybe the second best midfield um, in the comp behind the Demons. So I expect that to be a really entertaining clash on Thursday. I'm actually really struggling to decide which way to go on my tips for the Bulldogs versus Carlton game. I, I, I haven't decided yet how I want to go with that. I, I keep thinking at first I wrote down dogs and then I crossed it out and put Carlton. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm, I wish I could sit on the fence on that one. I'm actually atrocious at tips and um, <laughs> it, 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 it's pretty embarrassing considering I'm supposed to be a sports journalist, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's one of my big weaknesses. I'm never good. Um, so don't come to me for advice on, on your tipping, unfortunately, Jen. <laughs> hey, um, another story we're, of course, following is Buddy, the, the road to the 1,000th. He's four goals away. Do you think it's going to happen this weekend against Geelong? Friday See, I night. was actually bu- I was bullish about it last week against GWS. It wasn't the right conditions, and I think the conditions are going to be even worse on Friday night. Had a look at the forecast for Sydney. They're expecting about 30 mils of rain and some 
and some thunderstorms. Uh, that's a tongue twister um, on Friday. So I think it's going to be a very wet clash with the SCG against the Cats, who are also a fantastic side. Um, I think Buddy might be doing it in Melbourne, which is exciting for us um, in Melbourne because we'll be able to go along and, and see him kick it potentially against the Dogs um, on Thursday night in, in a week's time, uh, which, you know, if he does it at Marvel, he, he did it at Marvel last time about a decade ago. Um, so it'll be, it'll be quite, quite fitting that he does it in Melbourne. And it's a career that is, is different to previous milestones like this because I was reading, you know, a lot of his career has been against zone defences, not really one-on-one footy. And that's been sort of one of the things that they've said, well, this is, makes it even more remarkable that he's managed to have this effect. Yeah, absolutely. We're never going to see it again. He's, he's the greatest full forward of the modern generation because of how many goals he's been able to kick um, while still, you know, getting up the ground, playing as a high half forward at times. And then, as you say, the, the defensive systems of AFL have changed so much more than anything else in the league over the past um, 20-odd years. Uh, and he's been a part of that the entire way through. Um, and he's still, you know, led, you know kicked, a, kicked a lot of goals, 996 of them. So um, for him to, to you know, be on the doorstep of kicking 1,000 goals and becoming uh, one of the all-time leading goal kickers um, in the history of the league, um, to do that in the modern era is, is so impressive. It is impressive. If we switch now, I know you keep your uh, across all the happenings in the um, NFL across in America. There's been some big trade news. We've already been speaking on the overnight crowd about Deshaun Watson to the to Browns. Uh, any other news you've been following there that should be of interest? Well, firstly on Deshaun Watson, it's it's a pretty interesting situation on a couple fronts. Firstly, his contract three hundred ten million dollars. <laughs> if you don't mind, US Gen. 230 mil odds guaranteed from the Cleveland Browns, which makes it the highest contract, uh, largest contract of all time um, in the NFL, which I think just changes so much um, when you look at you know the the way the NFL is going forward. Um, QBs have just become so much more valuable um, on the on the open market than any other uh, position as we know now. Uh, but he's also coming off these sexual assault allegations that have been dismissed um, before trial by a grand jury in the US. Um, but there are still some civil proceedings going on. Um, so we could possibly expect a, a pretty big settlement there. So we might need that money up front. Um, for those 22 complainants, you know, obviously you've got the balance of probabilities in the civil court instead of you know that beyond reasonable doubt clause in criminal court. But it, it's not a topic that I really want to talk about too much because it's still before the courts. And then, yeah. you know, I hate welcoming that kind of... Um, attention on him. Uh, the, the QB merry-go-round has been really interesting to watch. We've seen Matt Ryan today went to um, the Indianapolis Colts because Carson Wentz got shipped to the Washington, um, they're now called the Commanders, not the football team anymore, Jen, they're oh, yes. the Washington Commanders. Um, but we've still got a couple of QBs on the, on the market. So Jimmy Garoppolo from my team, the Niners, um, he's still out there. I think the New Orleans Saints or the Carolina Panthers will be looking at him. And then Baker Mayfield as well. I think the Seattle Seahawks, who um, let go of Russell Wilson, I think they could possibly in the market, be in the market for, for Baker Mayfield. There you go. There's still plenty of moves being made. Uh, there was was it uh, Devante Adams went to the Raiders as well? Yeah, this is an unbelievable um, move because we just saw Aaron Rodgers commit to the Green Bay Packers for another three or four years, um, and we know that they're the best duo QB wide receiver duo in the league. Devontae Adams has just been the most reliable wide receiver um, in the association for so long now. And now he's at the Raiders with Derek Carr and 
the AFC West has just become the best division in football far and away. They've got some unbelievable quarterbacks. They've got some incredible wide receiver talent now. And the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, are suddenly a huge, huge Super Bowl favorite to to go all the way now. I think I think they're you know red hot. I think um, if they can you know sort their defense out and put some money into that position, into those positions, um, I think you know, the, the Las Vegas Raiders they could be amazing. They could be amazing. Hey, Jasper, thank you so much for chatting to us again here on the Overnight Crowd and best of luck to your witches hats, I mean, um, Essendon this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get too far ahead of yourself. You only beat the Crows by a point. You can count your lucky stars or you can count uh, your lucky Heath Chapman this round, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Not well played. I agree with you. Thank you again, Jasper. We'll talk to you again next week. Always a pleasure, Jen. Jasper Chelapar joining us here on the Overnight Crowd. Stick around. More to come in just a moment. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.